I think we're good to go. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Cool. All right. How's it going, guys? Welcome to Unscripted, our Wednesday night series with Marshall Brown and Brandon Dodd. We're here with you again. I think we're starting to get the hang of this. Maybe. Well, we had some technical difficulties right before we started recording. So <laughs> maybe yeah. we're not. As I say that, uh, maybe there's no audio to this. Who knows? We'll, <laughs> we'll never know. Out. We'll never know. Uh, man, thank you guys for tuning in with us. Uh, man, we're, as we're still in the middle of this new normal, uh, usually we're all together on Wednesday nights, uh, but here we are together uh, through the internet. Yeah. So this is, this is good. So we're continuing our series on uh, Unscripted, where we're just kind of talking about, uh, I mean, really having a conversation about either what we've been talking about on Sundays uh, or some of these same topics that are uh, surrounding this new normal with isolation and anxiety and doubt mm-hmm. and fear. We got into some uh, Bible char- characters. Uh, we talked about the power of the Holy Spirit. Was that last week? Yeah. Yeah, that was the last resurrection week. Resurrection power. Resurrection power, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so we, we, are, <laughs> we all are infected with this uh, superpower Jesus juice <laughs> that we can infected access. Infected sounds negative. Yeah. <laughs> we infused, are maybe? Infused. Yeah, oh, like a better, yeah. Uh, so we encourage you guys, if uh, this is your first time joining us, go back and look at those. Uh, those are some fun conversations yeah. that we got to have. Uh, and we pray that today is going to be the exact same thing. So uh, we're just going to get right to it. Uh, last week, Marshall started his new series uh, called Simplify. Simplify. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us a quick little summary of what that, what that looks like. So just looking at and you can go on our YouTube channel and see the, the lesson from last week if you want to. But, but just talking about how complicated our lives can become. Uh, some of that because of our own, you know, choices, and, and, and I don't mean that in a negative way, just, you know, the things that we feel like we got to get accomplished, uh, our schedules, our priorities, and then sometimes life just happening and making hmm. things complicated and complex for us and, and how to be in a better habit of simplifying different things in our lives. So this last Sunday was just kind of kind of wading into those waters. It's more like here's some general principles that a lot of these lessons are going to apply to you. Um, and so we're going to get a little bit more specific over the next few weeks about here's a certain aspect of my life that I've allowed to become complex or complicated, and here's maybe some, some ways that I can simplify that a little bit. Yeah. Sunday at 10 a.m. We'll see you guys there. Yeah. It'll, be <laughs> it'll be pretty cool. Uh, we talked about it a little bit before this, and uh, I think it'll be really relevant for what we're talking about. Yep. Uh, so we're just going to harp on that a little bit and really uh, talk about some, some of the main things that you talked about in, uh, this past Sunday. Uh, and kind of get into some deeper waters um, with that is is what I was thinking about. Uh, So I think the best way to start talking about uh, complexity uh, is to talk about my collegiate basketball career. Okay. Uh, (laughs) He laughs because of the lack thereof of mine. I was going to say, I wasn't aware that there was one. Yeah. All right. Well, Tell me uh, about it. oh yeah. Uh, oh, I'm Omega Phi Athletics. Okay. I was on the F minus minus team for Omega Phi. Uh, talking about basketball. Yeah. Um, so I was playing with guys that were playing in flip-flops and jeans or overalls. Nice. Um, so <laughs> take take that as you will. Okay, so I'm playing uh, F-team, minus minus and I was that kid that uh, just depended on his one season of upward basketball okay. for all of my uh, fundamentals. Uh-huh. as far as the understanding of the game. Uh, and so, you know, whenever somebody made the basket, you know, I would, I would slap him and say, like, man, that was a good basket. And he's like, dude, like, just stop. We're, like, we're, 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 we're right com- yeah. Yes. And I was like, when do we get to pray together? Like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> like, are you wearing green? Yeah. Like, you're wearing, okay, I'm guarding you. I'm guarding you. I'm guarding you. The same color. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but so <laughs> I say all of that because, first of all, we man, it's so just, many stars. Yeah, like yeah. Saying. You should check this. Look at all these stars. <laughs> I got a gold star in uh, sportsmanship. Okay, they handed out trophies. I got for a Christ likeness star. So if you've never done upward, you know, I have no idea what we're talking about right it's, now. Go ahead. It's it's Sorry. just comical. But that okay, so that's like at the core that's of your what basketball my basketball experience yeah, to and this point. So that's what I brought, man. Twenty year old kid going up against all you know, they have the A team and B team and you got like the girls and everybody coming to watch those. Ain't nobody coming to the F minus minus games. Yeah. Uh, and if they're coming they're just to support and because it's a funny game. Uh, but I would always get really uh, I don't know if frustrated was the word, because how much competition can you really have in an F minus minus game? Uh, but the uh, upward just didn't do enough for me um, because there was always these rules. There was always these regulations. This you you can do this, but you're not allowed to do this. Always been uh, like complicated about okay, what's a reaching foul? But like, I guess it makes sense. Like you reached and you touched the guy. So yeah. anyway, the whole like there's just so many rules and stuff, and I would get frustrated, especially. And I'm not anymore playing you with have the to teams and the ball stuff. When, so. you, when you have the ball and you want to go somewhere else, you actually have to. See, do dribbling wasn't even a part of it. I'm at the other goal, and I'm shooting for <laughs> like if I can make that, then you know we're we're yeah. sitting fat and happy here. Yeah. Uh, but I would always get bogged down <clears throat> with all of the rules. Uh, and it was like that for a bunch of other things. Uh, there's some card games and stuff that I'm like, man, I don't even want to play because the rule, the rules are just too much. There's too yeah. many rules. Yeah. Uh, and I would hate it because I think that I'm doing something right. And you, you yeah. know, gotcha. And I'm like, man, what did I even do wrong? And my whole team's like, seriously, <laughs> you not know that you can't just walk with the ball. But this is, that's where I was. Um, so I just kind of want to talk about the complexity of, let's think about that for a second the complexity of what that is, and then what the Bible, what the Bible looks like. Uh, I distinctly remember sitting down uh, at Harding University and going through some of the Beatitudes. Uh, so this is Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, uh, and it's chapters 5 through 7 of uh, Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapters mm-hmm. 5 through 7. Uh, and it's beautiful. I mean, it's this sermon that is so beautifully well-crafted of, okay, this is what it looks like to live a Christian life. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's it. Okay, Want to live a Christian life? This is what you got to do. Uh, and I distinctly remember sitting in this class and, and listening to this professor read these, read these chapters that are meant to be encouraging and feeling so discouraged in the middle of it. Because even as a, even as a freshman at Harding University, it was, so, it was so easy for me to look at this and to think about basketball. And I mean that as like, there's so, there's so many things, there's so many rules that I have to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's exactly, I mean, that's exactly what, you know, the first five books, uh, the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, like, it's called the law, right? <laughs> the rules. These are the rules. You know, and there's some, you know, there's some beautiful stories. Exodus is, man, that's one of my favorite, you know, passages of scripture. Yeah. You know, seeing God deliver his people from slavery. Beautiful. Yeah. Genesis has a whole bunch of weird and crazy stories in it, and I yeah. love that. And then you get to the, what I've heard called the Leviticus logjam. Yeah. If, you, if any of you guys have ever tried to read through the Bible in a year. Genesis. You get to Leviticus. Okay, you good. Exodus. Yeah, yeah I can track with that, but yeah. Leviticus. Yeah. Well, and it's even like Exodus, like you love the, the, the plagues <laughs> crossing the Red Sea, you know, the, the thunder and smoke on the mountain. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay. We're going to build this tent, and here's all the specs for that. For like 15 chapters. <laughs> yeah. 15 chapters. And if you suffer through that, understand how I'm saying that, but if you suffer through that, then the, flip the page to Leviticus. Okay, 
Now here's all the rules. Besides, here's how we're going to build this tent. Here's all the rules. And they're not even to where they're going yet. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just, it's but like living. I know, like a lot of people are like, man, I'm going to read through the Bible, you know, read the Bible in a year. And, they, and to your point, they Genesis, get to Leviticus, Exodus. Leviticus, and they're like, yeah, I got other stuff to do. <laughs> you know what? Levit- you, ha- you had me at Leviticus. Um, let's just go to the New Testament. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But, man, for me, I don't know if any of you guys have been in, in this spot before especially in, in high school, it seemed like this just became a big book of rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that's, I mean, I've talked to many of my teens and stuff, and that's, that's so hard to get away from, is, man, this is a book of rules. This is what you're supposed to do. Uh, you need to do these things on these days, and don't do these things. Whatever you do, don't do this. But if you do that, then do something, do something else to make that right. And it's like you've got the Ten Commandments, you've got all of Leviticus, uh, you've got Deuteronomy, which is literally, it literally means the second law. So yeah. here's a whole bunch more. Yeah. Uh, and then Jesus right here in Matthew chapter 5, I mean, he's talking about the law, and he adds almost another layer to it. And he says, okay, you've heard it, you've heard it been said, you know, and, I, and I totally admire Jesus, and, I to- and I've been frustrated with Jesus before. He says, you've heard it been said, okay, don't uh, murder. Mm-hmm. No awesome. Problem. Yeah. I don't check. I don't think I've murdered, you know, yeah. like, okay, I can do that, Jesus. Yeah. But then he says, okay, well, if you've ever gotten angry with your brother, well, then you also are liable for judgment. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can do the murder thing, Jesus, but like the anger thing. Okay. Well, then he keeps, you know, he goes on to a whole bunch of other stuff too, talking about oaths and retaliation and lust and stuff. And yeah. he, he always pushes, pushes the envelope. Don't commit adultery. Of. No problem. Okay, yeah, it's fine. Don't look at at a woman with impure thoughts. Um, Try not to. (laughs) Okay, well, you know, the first one, yeah, definitely. But the second one, uh, or, okay, so, you know, don't retaliate. So, okay, I won't do that. But, like, even if I'm thinking about, like, man, I want to punch you, right? Yeah. We are leading our mind. And so as my professor was reading all of this, I got so disheartened. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I cannot do this mm-hmm. like and I I remember because it's so supposed to be so encouraging and just realizing like I can't there's no way that I can live up to any of this mm-hmm. stuff uh and to to just make matters worse I'm going to read this kind of out of, out of context because I know that you can help me okay or do this but in <laughs> I don't know if I can <laughs> we're, 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 in in Matthew chapter 5 okay it's starting in verse 17 Matthew mm-hmm. chapter 5 starting in verse 17 uh Jesus he says some pretty um on face value, provocative things. This is, this is what he says. He says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. So you think I'm here to do away with that stuff so that we can start from afresh? No, I, I didn't come to do that. I've not come to abolish them, but I've come to fulfill them. Mm-hmm. Okay? For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot. This is like, you know, dotting, dotting your I's and crossing your T's, okay? Not any of that is going to pass away from the law until all is accomplished. Okay, so therefore, who relaxes one of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. Who relaxes just the one of these yeah. least in the kingdom will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. And then verse 20, for I tell you, unless the righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, the religious leaders, 
okay, the, the priests, the guys that get up every Sunday and teach the law that have holiness like ingrained inside of them, okay? Yeah. For I tell you, unless the righteous, that, their, your righteousness, I'm sorry, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And that was so, that's so difficult. <laughs> that was so difficult for yeah. me in high school. Because especially, because it's, it's the experts. It's the, I mean, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, those are the ones who have everything, like, memorized. Like, the whole Pentateuch. You, you whole name, I know they didn't have it in chapters and verses, but you're like, you know, what does, you know, Lamentations 1, 4 say? And they immediately, well, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Of course it says this, you know, and just, they, oh, for, you're so right. they have this, incredible knowledge of the rules you know and then for him to say yeah you got to move beyond that so that's the <laughs> that's the okay we sit well we have we've sat here every sunday and we're sitting in our homes every sunday now mm-hmm. uh, and we're talking about uh, simplify and i just feel in I, I had really really struggled with this in high school and even the first parts of college really struggle with like man this is so complex even whenever I'm uh, trying, I'm okay, this is, I'm going to try and do things right. And so you start, you know, making, making headway on these, some things, man, I'm failing on other things. Yeah. Uh, and even if I can get this one thing under control, well, this other thing is out of control. Right. Okay. Well, I've figured out my eyes. Okay. I'm able to, you know, really check myself and bounce my eyes and stuff and make sure I can control that. But I'm definitely lashing out in anger whenever the time comes. Yeah. Or I'm and not keeping my word and no. I'm doing the things that I said I wouldn't do or not doing <laughs> things that I said I would. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think that we can really fall into two camps. And this is something that you and I were talking about beforehand. I think the two camps are, well, I mean, you, you, wh- where, where do you think we can land? Where do you think we can land with those two camps? Well, I, I mean, we either, we either uh, exhaust ourselves trying to, like, I, we, we make everything... I don't know if this is exactly what you're asking, but we make everything into, uh, it's almost, well, a checklist. Yeah. I've got my checklist, and I can read through, and I think that's the problem with people in Jesus' day, but it hasn't stopped. It's still our problem <laughs> nowadays. Let me let me have the list. Let me have everything be concrete, and then I can start checking off all the one. And once I've got one accomplished, I can cross that off and go yeah. on to the next one. That's the way I want to approach it. Or, you know, it's a contest. Well, as long as i got more checks on my list than you do. Well, I'm good. My, so... So my righteousness, I've got to get past one of these Pharisees, and once I get past him, now I got to pass the next one. And it's all about, you know, checking things off. Or, I guess the other end of that is, um, I'm so overwhelmed by the list because it's massive <laughs> that I'm like, there's no way. So I don't even try. Yeah. Like, who, who, who can do that? Nobody can. So I'm not even going to try. It's not even worth trying because I'm going to fail at it anyway. I think, I mean, honestly, that could be uh, just a case for, man, I don't want to become a Christian. I don't want to come to church. Because look at all, look at this. This is a book of rules. Why am I, if I'm living a free life, why would I want to subject myself to this book of rules? Mm -hmm. That nobody, not even the Christian people. Yeah. Because I can even look at your checklist and look at all the things. You you wrote a check there? You shouldn't have a check there. Because I know the times that you, you know, whatever. Yeah. Hey, let's compare a checklist, okay? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, as long as, you know, my list is better than yours. I've got more check marks. And that's where I think a lot of us can look at this, this book of what seemingly can be a book of rules, and just say, man, this is too heavy. This is too much. Mm-hmm. Jesus, you're, uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to 
set you up. I'm going to give you a layup. Okay. I know what that is. I know what a layup is. <laughs> it's when you throw it up to somebody else and then they slam it in. Right. Mm, okay, well, so this right. I'm just going to be a layup. Keep telling <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> or am I? Uh, it just, it's a heavy burden. Mm-hmm. And for real, I mean, it, honestly, it feels like you've got, you've got something like this. And it's just, it's, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get my faith. I'm trying to get to, okay, Jesus, I can be, I can be a good person. I'm doing all this, but it just seems like we're being weighed down. Right. Like it's this big burden that I can't get out of. I'm never going to be able to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'll, I'll get some of these things in check, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely not going to be able to get all of them. <laughs> and then, okay, Matthew 5 just gets, uh, I say worse. I'm just <laughs> I'm trying to give you, give you a layup here to make it all better in the end, okay? I'm trying to create a problem. Yeah. But, in, but then later on in Matthew, it's at the end of chapter 5, right? Yeah, verse 48. Verse 48. <laughs> Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. Therefore, you therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Okay, so now, yeah. I mean, we're not even talking like, okay, I got to get checklists. No, all the checks. Yes. Perfection. Mm-hmm. And that is what Jesus is calling us to is perfection. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, reading from, from your translation, you must do this. Mm. You know, or like, you know, the NIV that I'm reading here, be perfect. Like, there's no, like, you know, this is something you should really shoot for. It's, shoot for perfection. It's, it's be. Be perfect. This, you know, like a command. Yeah. But what do you think, and I, we didn't talk about this earlier, what do you think that that means? When he says, when he goes through, this list of, of um, here's what you thought this meant. Let me even deepen this even more. Uh, murder's bad, so is anger. Uh, adultery's bad, so is lust. Um, you know, breaking your oath is bad, so mm-hmm. is just breaking your, your, just your everyday word. Yeah. You know, um, Retaliation is bad. Actually, you should be a whole lot more forgiving and compassionate, even if that means you get hurt in the process. There's all these different things, right? And then he says, be perfect. So seemingly, God is perfect at all this stuff that I just said, and you should be too. I mean, is that, what, what, when you see Jesus say, you must be perfect, what, kind, what do you think he's asking for? Well, I think it's, it's hard on the, for the face value. Mm-hmm. Because whenever I think about perfection, I, I mean, and if we look at God and his perfection and his holiness, and there is no, there's no darkness about him, there's no deceit, there's no malice about him. He's, he's perfect. All of these things he does. He says he's going to do something, he does it. He doesn't retaliate in anger. He thinks through everything that he's doing, and he keeps his word. Yeah. Uh, and so whenever I think, okay, I need, to be, I need to be like that, the word perfect trips me up. Mm-hmm. Because I think that we bring, we bring into that word per- perfect maybe some things that the original authors yeah. weren't necessarily intending or maybe putting too much of a burden on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say all that in defense because I'm like, hey, Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, what I want to ask you. Because, to your point, I think you know, we see that as perfect, and that's our English word perfect. We think unblemished. We mm-hmm. think... Uh, you know the the perfect record. Uh, you didn't lose any games. Uh, Eight going no. with sports mm-hmm. analogies. Uh, the perfect game in baseball. Mm-hmm. Nobody got to first base. We we think there's an unblemished object, whatever it is. It is perfection. Perfect. And this word 
uh, in the original Greek language is not about, it's, it's not that it can't be used to talk about that, but, it, but it's not limited to that. It's about completeness. It's about, um, and it's used several times in the New Testament. When, when Jesus or some of the apostles, as they're writing, talk about being perfect, they're not, they're not saying you have to be completely sinless. You have to never make a mistake. You have to always do everything exactly right. You have to be unblemished. Uh, they're saying you need to be complete. You need to be com- you know, fully uh, engaged and complete in you know, fill in the blank. So when he's going through, in my perception, when he's going through this whole list, saying here's all these things that God has been calling, to you, calling you to, from the beginning, like this isn't even just like now. Back when Moses gave you yeah. these rules in the first place, this is what God was shooting for. Um, so be complete in that. And I think kind of what he's getting at there is don't give, don't do this half-heartedly mm-hmm. and don't give a piece of myself. I'm going to work on, you know, yeah. uh, uh, the anger thing. I'm not going to work on this other thing because, you know, I, I can't achieve it or right. it's too much or, you know, whatever other excuse. Like, work on this stuff. Be a, be a complete, whole person modeling a complete and whole God. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not giving parts of myself in obedience and, and parts of myself, mm-hmm. you know, to the world or to my, I don't know, my lust, my my schedule, my agenda, my ego, whatever else. I am completely devoted to becoming like God. Hmm. It has nothing to do with, am I going to do that un- unblemishedly? To the T, yeah, <laughs> yeah. unblemishedly. Unblemishedly. I'm making up that word if it doesn't actually exist. Oh, it's there. Uh, but I'm just, I'm, I'm fully and completely working on becoming uh, this person. Hmm. I think that's what he's talking about. I don't know. What do you <laughs> think? That sounds a lot better than, <laughs> hey, Brandon, you have to be absolutely a blemish. Never make a mistake. Okay, well, that sounds a little difficult. Okay, so one thing, and, I, and this, is, this is really where, where I want us to get to, and I, I think it's going to take us a, 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 a couple of minutes to get there. Uh, but I really, whenever I heard my professor say all those things, realizing, man, that's, that's a, um, I, can't, I can't achieve that. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the get-go, I cannot achieve that, and that's where I am. Uh, and so it's it's kind of hard because you've got everything that Jesus is saying, and he's even qu- he's, he's he's quoting from Exodus and Leviticus and mm-hmm. Numbers and Deuteronomy. He's quoting from these places and saying, "Okay, you've heard it been said." That's he's quoting from the Old Testament, uh, and he's quoting those things and bringing them in. And it's like, man, there there's so many rules. And so what you pointed to uh, in, this, in this last Sunday was, okay, here's the complexity, and this is, this is what uh, you, were, you were pointing to. Of we get stuck, I mean, we as Christians, we get stuck in a lot of this, yeah. of the, the checklists of mm-hmm. I've got to do all of this, and, and if I do this, well, I'm sacrificing this, and if I, you know, I've got to keep all of these laws, and it's so difficult for me to manage my family and my job while also pleasing God at the mm-hmm. same time, doing all of that stuff. It's very similar to, if I can interrupt real no, you're quick. Fine. You know, you see the old, I don't think anybody even does this anymore, but the old plate spinning thing. You ever <laughs> see those guys? Yes. They had the big sticks and the plates and they get them going. And like, you know, I'm working on this one over here and this plate falls. And now I got to go, yeah, yeah. go over and get it spinning again and hope that stays spinning long enough while I go do this. And now I'm going to come back over and, yeah. you know, I, I, this is kind of what you're describing there. Like I have 
these things that I'm focused on right now because it's it's in front of me. It's and 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 I'm working on addressing this particular issue in my life. Meanwhile, something else is <laughs> falling and, apart. Yeah. You know? Well, we got to get back to it. Yeah, yeah. And that's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Just like you're saying, that's exhausting. I'm sitting here with, uh, I don't know how many of those you can have. You've got the plate of family and the yeah. plate of finances and then, your, and then your faith. And then like, here's this secret sin that nobody knows about, yeah. but I got to like try and keep that in check. Yeah. And you're, man, it's exhausting going to all of that. And uh, Jesus, I think he, he, think he realized that. Mm -hmm. And it's not that he's pushing these laws to the next level. In a way he is. He's pushing it into... Uh, almost, it's not that he's pushing it to the next level. He's simplifying it and saying, listen, uh, yeah, murder was bad, but okay, at the very core of that is that there is some unchecked anger there. <laughs> you want to know how not to worry about murder? Stop being angry. Yeah. Let's get to the very core. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. get to the very Let's core. Let's get all this other stuff out of the way. Here's, you know, because then you can make up all sorts of excuses. Well, what's murder? I mean, if I, you know. Yeah, let's uh, Jesus, talk about that. Yeah, to your point, Jesus is going, let's whittle this down. Don't get that mad at somebody and don't hold on to that resentment either. Go deal with Ooh. it, you know, but I think this, I think you're exactly right. This is actually whittling down, trying to simplify. Let's get to the heart of what the problem is. Adultery is, is an issue. It's not at the heart of the issue. The heart of the issue is what are you dwelling mm -hmm. on in your heart when you see some of these things, you know? Um, go ahead. No, I just, it's really, it's really cool that if you really look at all these things, these are, uh, I mean, at the core of the law, you, oh, let's just focus on those two. You got murder and adultery, okay? I mean, those two, I mean, you talk about, you know, huge sins. Yeah, and those stuff. are some biggies. I mean, you talk about biggies. <laughs> uh, okay, let's just, let's, just, let's just frame it like that. Huge, big sins. Yeah. We got murder and adultery, okay? We label them that way. Yeah, let, yeah, let's, yeah, let's say that. Yeah, it's really easy for Christians to do that. That's, right. that's a lot better of, okay, I can lie, but like at least I'm not yeah. a serial killer. Yeah. Got that check mark. Yeah. Not a serial killer, but you've got these things that are really extremes: mm -hmm. uh, murder and adultery. Mm -hmm. But then, if you start working way its way back, okay, you've got some unchecked stuff. So, if you've got murder and adultery, okay, let's just stick with murder. Uh, you've got some malice, actual malice against another human being mm -hmm. that you are allowing to fester. I think that's the you're, word you're thinking about. Yeah, you are, you are dwelling on it. You are constantly thinking about, man, this person really grinds my gears mm -hmm. in all the worst ways. Mm -hmm. uh, but then that was, okay, there, you're letting your mind, before that, you're letting your mind be overcome and taken with, okay, man, I really don't like this guy. They really, I mean, they're just not good. And then it's, bring it back further. I can't believe they said that to me today. Mm -hmm. Wow, that was really rude. Right. And then bring it even further of like, okay, I just like, I let them get on my nerves for just a little bit. And I'm not saying that, you know, that doesn't happen to us. That happens to me. It happens to all of us. Sure. But Jesus is saying, man, like, you see this end result of murder? That is, where it that is a result of having some unchecked emotions at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. You allowed yourself to go down this road that was very easy to go down. Mm -hmm. And here you are at the very end of that. And right. so we're like, oh, I would never murder anybody. Well, I definitely have... Uh, fed thoughts of uh, dislike yeah. and uh, anger. Maybe even at least hoping something bad happens. To that <laughs> right? Whether I do it or not. I just Ooh, yeah. know, hope something I really hope then. something uh, yeah. would really be tragic. If, yeah. yeah, but we allow those thoughts to fester until it becomes that. Right. And so Jesus is like, listen, dude, if you're like trying to do whatever, but at least you didn't murder somebody, you missed the point entirely. Right. Let's simplify it. Let's get it back to, okay, this is where 
this is where it all starts. Right. So that that's where we come to uh, as we're making our way through this conversation. As this this guy, uh, it's in Matthew 22. So we're a little okay. bit farther. Uh, I'll I'll get there too. But this guy comes up to Jesus and he's a teacher teacher of the law. It's Matthew chapter 22, starting in verse 36. If you want to turn there, in your own homes. Uh, talking about the greatest commandment. Well, it starts in verse 34. Uh, says, but when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, um, an expert in the law, expert lawyer, <laughs> expert in the law, asked him a question just to test him. Okay, teacher, which is the greatest commandment of the law? Commandment in the law. What's he? Re- what's he really asking? If he's trying to test them, we, I mean, it's, well, it's it's a it's a loaded question because. When he says, what's the greatest commandment of the law, he's not just talking about the first five books. You know, he's, okay, included in that, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and all the rest of the Old Testament, all the prophets and all of that after that, and the hundreds of years of interpretation since then that we have all decided these are the extra rules to explain the big rules. Yeah. Of all that, which would be volumes upon volumes of rules and regulations, pick one. And the whole, the whole thought is, whichever one he picks, now, we'll, we'll just pick him apart. We'll take whatever he says and we'll, we'll spin it. And then if we can discredit him, whatever that answer is, then we can discredit him as a rabbi and these people will stop following him. I mean, if he chooses this one, well, why didn't you choose that one? Well, you don't, want, you don't like that law? You think yeah. that one's not as important as this one? Right. Yeah, and to even say, you didn't choose this one, so you must not think this is important. So... How can God be pleased with you if you don't think this is important, but you think this, you know, it's, it's totally... <laughs> Spoken like a true lawyer. He doesn't really even want to know what, what yeah. Jesus actually <laughs> he doesn't thinks. Actually He's care. just waiting for, for some kind of material to use to jump on his case. Lawyer. Yeah. Whatever you say, it's going to be the wrong answer, right? <laughs> right. Because I'm going to use that against you. I'm going to make you look like, like an idiot in the process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Jesus... Turns the tables. Yeah. <laughs> so a lawyer comes up and he asks him, okay, what's that one law? And he said to him, here it is. This is the most important. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. And the second commandment is just like, so he doesn't even just give him one, he gives him mm-hmm. two. And the second is just like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, now, did Jesus just make up those words? I mean, because no. that's pretty good. <laughs> no, that all comes from the Old Testament. Yeah, for sure. Was it, uh, is that Deuteronomy? Uh, the first one was Deuteronomy, the second one was Leviticus. Yeah. Yes. So Jesus, being the smart rabbi that he is, mm-hmm. he, he, quotes, he quotes scripture back to him and he says, okay, two things, love God and love others. And then he says in verse 40, on these two commandments depends all of the law and the prophets. Mm-hmm. So what's the greatest law? What's, what's the biggest commandment? What's the big thing? And Jesus sums everything that we've just been talking about and j- all the things that you just said yeah. about the extra laws and the Pentateuch, the Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, uh, and then these Beatitudes and stuff. A guy says, okay, what's the biggest one? And Jesus says, well, okay, here's the first one. You need to love your, the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, your mind, strength. Number two, like it, love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> all of this. Yeah, everything that's in here, all of the law and the prophets, it hangs on those two things. Mm-hmm. Is that a correct answer? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, in another telling of this, you know, the guy's like, uh, it's a good answer. And, and, 
And just like, you know, kind of like, thanks. You know, you're not <laughs> far from the kingdom yourself if you actually agree with that. So um, that's where the lawyer's like, okay. Yeah. Well, and, and we've been talking for a little bit, so we're going to wrap this up here in just a few minutes. But I, I, forgive me for going a little bit Bible geek on you. Um, but this, this phrase that Jesus gets from Deuteronomy is actually found in Deuteronomy chapter 6. And it's Moses telling the people, he's gathered all the people together. Uh, he's already given them the law once, and now they're getting ready to go in the promised land, and Moses isn't going to go with them. So he gathers everybody together and says, okay, let's review <laughs> let's okay, remember what we let's talked go about. back through the law and let's remember how we got to be where we are now. And so he yeah. gets on, and, but he starts off in chapter six and he says, hear, O Israel, uh, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You'll love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, and then he goes on from there. And he says, that's what you need to be. That's what you need to be teaching your children. Uh, that's what you need to be talking about your families. When you, when you get up in the morning, when you go to bed at night, you need to be talking that's about it. how much you love God and love his law. Um, that Hebrew phrase, hear, O Israel, was, was referred to as the Shema. The Hebrew word is, is the Shema. That was the first um, scripture that Hebrew children were taught, mm-hmm. uh, even in Jesus' day. The, as, you were, as, as you were a little kid learning your first words, the first words that you would learn how to say are, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, because they wanted that so ingrained into their culture, into their children's lives. Jesus, in saying, not just this encapsulate, encapsulates everything. He's going, man, the, the, the very core of your very beginning of even knowing how to live in this world, that's the most important, you know, command. Yeah, is loving God. And you need to love other people, you know. Out of that love for God. <laughs> right, but it's telling us, like... Quit trying to overcomplicate this. Here's the, so simple, kids can get it. You got it when you were a kid. You know, uh, here's here's the answer. Quit going to all these other things that we've added to it or try to interpret about it. Here's the basic truth. You need to love God and you need to love other people. And that doesn't diminish the importance of all these other things, but they all fit under one of those two one of those two umbrellas, you know? So that's the simplicity that I like yes. about this. Yes. And I, I mean, truthfully, it's that, it's that phrase, it's that scripture that really uh, lighten the load. Mm-hmm. I mean, spiritually for me, lighten the load. Okay, I'm not going to be good enough, but guess what? All of those laws, if I'm trying to love God and through that, if I'm trying to love other people, that's what God is asking me. Right. And it doesn't, it doesn't detract any way at all from the need for obedience and mm-hmm. for being the kind of person that, that, God calls us to be, to making choices, the right choices and all that kind of stuff. But instead of being motivated to do those things, instead of being motivated to, to do what God is calling me to do, um, instead of that motivation coming from either my checklist or the contest, yeah. you know, where, where, am I, where am I ranked right now compared to everybody else and keeping all the rules, instead of that being the motivation, the motivation is, man, I just love God. Yeah, of course I'm going to stop lying. Of course I'm going to try to be encouraging. Of course I'm going to watch, you know, be careful what my eyes focus on. All these different things that we even find in the New Testament. I'm going to do those things, not because I'm in a contest with you and see which one of us gets more stars, you know, by our name, but because I just love God that much. And I want to love other people that much as well. And it completely shifts, Hmm. not the obedience but the reason for the obedience yeah. does that make sense yeah which i think goes back to the perfection part 
you know? I am completely devoted to loving God and loving other people because of my complete love for God and other people. Yeah. There you go. I mean, I was, <laughs> all right. Yeah. I no. Where you want to go from there? <laughs> no, that's it. I and mean, that's really where I basically wanted to land the ship. Is is right there. Okay. Because I think, I think it's just beautiful though, is because man, this it, this isn't a rule book. I know I've been saying that all the time because I think that's what we we can picture it as, but. If, if that's exactly the opposite of what Jesus is saying here. If we believe what Jesus is saying here is love God and love other people, then this book is not about rules. This book is about relationship. Yes. This book is sure. not about, okay, I need to make sure that I'm following all, you know, all of these things or whatever. It's like, man, what, what's your relationship with God like? Are you actually trying to be like Jesus? This is like, you know, are, are, we, are we in communication? And not only that, but are we, are you and I in communication? Mm-hmm. Are me and my wife in communication? Are me and my neighbors in communication? And am I loving them in the same way that I would love myself? Because mm-hmm. that's another thing that I've struggled with in the past is, okay, like, well, I can love my friends. Yeah, that's really easy, but love my enemies? Okay, now I have to go and love my enemies too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, this is so hard. Okay, well, yeah. he says, man, if you really understand the core of who I am and who my son is. It makes it a lot easier. Cool. It yeah. makes it a lot easier yeah. to say, man, guess what? They're broken just like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if we're doing checklists, man, I'm going to fall short every time. I mean, with everybody else, like, there's so much stuff that I haven't done. Yeah. And that's just, that's just tough, tough to figure out. And so um, I guess if we're just going to wrap all of this up to, uh, let's just answer maybe these last questions and stuff of how. How do I love God and how do I love other people? Say, uh, that's a struggle for me. That's a struggle for me to love God and to really realize Him as our Heavenly Father that takes care of us. Or it's really hard for me to love our neighbors. It's really hard for me to love each other. What do you think the, the starting point for that would be? Um, I think we, we kind of have to... Mm, I had an answer while, while you were asking the question. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, that's okay. I don't know what's your answer, and I'll, I'll remember what I was going to say. <laughs> as I'm saying, as I'm saying... Well, I think it's, I think it's a ground zero thing, mm-hmm. you know, is that what we celebrated two Sundays ago was a resurrection. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it starts for each and every single one of us is, okay, well, love God. Do I, is the resurrection actually something that's going to change me? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's really hard for me to love other people. But if I understand, if I look into the eyes of Jesus and realize what mm-hmm. Jesus has done for us, that impacts the way that I view God. That impacts the way that I view his son and the way that I view other people. Mm-hmm. Which is what Paul said in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We don't look at anybody from a worldly point of view. Mm-hmm. Or look at, we look at people through the eyes of Jesus. I remember what I was going to say now. The, the, the piece to remember about this is love. We think so many times love is just a, is just a natural emotion, and it's not. Now, emotion is part of it. Love is a choice. Like, I choose how I'm going to feel about you and, and what I'm going to do in response to those feelings. And so I think that's the, that's the big thing we need to understand, even about loving God. God doesn't make us do that, you know? Yeah. So how do I get better at doing all the things that I feel like I need to obey in here? I need to, to view it as a choice. I am choosing to dig into this so that I am better equipped to to follow through on the commitment yeah. that I have, yeah, you know, and, and quit uh, looking at it as again as just um, 
as as getting rewards. Yeah. I'm not looking at it as a reward system. Yeah. Uh, if I've looked at any relationship, any friendships, or even my marriage is just just based on rewards, that's, that's where those relationships fall apart. It's a manipulative, manipulative relationship. For sure. And then I might be disappointed because I'm not getting all the rewards <laughs> that I'm expecting. Yeah. But if I look at it as a true relationship and and as a reflection of my choosing to love this other person, to be that committed to this other person, whether it's God or somebody else, yeah. then that makes it a whole lot easier. Well, how do I do that? Like, let me dig in here and let me rely mm-hmm. on this spirit that we talked about last week to, you know, to, to give me the awareness of how to express that and, and how to say the, the words that I need to say and to do the things that I need to do because I'm choosing to, <laughs> because I'm, I'm just that moved by how I feel about God and, and how I'm trying to feel about other people. Yeah. And I think that's absolutely true. We're hitting our, this is our cap right now yeah. where we need to, uh, yeah. but man, just, if we have trouble believing that, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we are struggling with this relationship, that's okay. God is with us in the middle of all of that. And he, he wants to drive that relationship and he wants to get us into a spot that we can be in a good relationship with him. But just like any relationship, you don't get from, hey, we just met for the first time to now we're married and committed couple. Like this, this relationship is just like any other relationship in that man. It takes time. Right. It takes growth. It takes pain. Uh, it takes hardship. Stuff like this. Yeah. Stuff There's like the COVID-19 yeah. to refine that relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for us to be committed to each other. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are at the cap of where Marshall yeah. and I want to stop. Wrap up. <laughs> uh, but thank you guys for joining us. If you guys have yeah, any absolutely. questions uh, about this, man, I hope that this message, if anything, is freeing, uh, is burden lifting. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't even think that we talked about, like Jesus says, man, you know, come to me, all of you that are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. That's in Matthew 11. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mm-hmm. And that is true. Absolutely. That is true. Okay, uh, so we hope that that's encouraging uh, to you guys. Uh, thank you guys for joining us today. Um, I was going to say, like, like Brandon said, if, if you got more questions about this, uh, feel free to, to comment on whatever, you know, whether it's, it's on uh, Facebook or on our YouTube, you can comment and, and we'll get back to you with whatever, with yeah. answers to whatever question you have. Or you can jump on our website and find out how to contact us. Hmm. Um, we, we want to continue the conversation if that's something that's on your heart. So don't be like, well, they ended and I, I still have more things that I, I have questions about. Let us know. We'll have that conversation with you if we can. Yeah, it's a lifelong pursuit Absolutely. trying to figure out these questions. So. Absolutely. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, the next thing is uh, Sunday, Sunday morning. Sorry. Yeah, Sunday morning. Thing, Sunday morning at 10 a.m. We hope that you can be there and we'll continue on this Simplify. series. Simplify. Simplify. Thank you guys. Appreciate Thanks, guys. it.